2015 will be like a sweet dream for the members of the Ark Fellowship. Like those who dream. Stand up with me. Is Isaiah 50 verse 4. I'm going to tell Teresa not to show it so I can catch this. It's the end of the year. We should be able to say this. Okay, by heart, but we have a guest tonight, so we won't. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. 2015 will be like a sweet dream for the members of the Ark Fellowship, like a beautiful dream. You are living a dream in this coming year, 2015. It's going to be a dream. You'll be living your dream in, that, in this coming year. And we just have a few minutes left to get into it. Can I hear an amen? Amen. You will grow spiritually. In the name of Jesus, you will grow spiritually. In the time of David, the Bible tells us, David was a man after God's own heart. David is no longer here. You will be the man or a woman after God's own heart in 2015. That's who you are. You are David of your time. You are the David of your generation. You are the man or woman after God's own heart. And God will be with you the same favor that was over David in his time. Will surround you through 2015 in the name of Jesus. Can I say that? Can I hear an amen? So shall it be. So shall it be. We must declare, declare the word of God. The Bible says, declare a thing and it shall be established. We have been declaring too many negative things that are contradictory to the word of God. When you declare something that contradicts God's word, Satan catches those words and he tries to fulfill them in your life. Because what you decree will come to pass. What you fear will come to you. What you speak with your mouth by faith will come to you. So we have to realize that. You are the David of your generation and God will be with you. David never lost the battle. He had many. In 2015, don't, don't be scared, troubles will always come. But you will not lose one battle. Because you are the David of your day. God's going to be with you. And the same favor that was around David is going to be with you. David reigned. David reigned as king. And God protected him. And God made covenants with David. We have Abrahamic covenant. But then we have the Davidic covenant that God made with David. And his, his covenant inside the covenant of Abraham was unique. Because God made a covenant with him and said, Through you, the Messiah will come. And for you today, in the name of Jesus, this coming year, the Messiah is going to be revealed in your life. As the Son of God. The Bible tells us in Romans 15 verse 17, it says, For if by the one man's offense, death reigned through the one, 
Death reigned through the world. Nobody, if you're living, can stop death. Whether you're healthy or you're sickly, we all know if Jesus tarries, you're going to die. Death still reigning. And death came in because of sin. And it's still at work till today until the system is completely changed by God. And Jesus is coming to do that. But it's still raining today. But there's one part of death that has been taken care of. Spiritual death has been put to death. Through Jesus Christ. We're still dealing with physical death. But the Bible says death reigned. And death still reigning in the physical realm. So God is comparing, trying to help us understand that you can't escape the power of death. Physically, we can't. Spiritually, we have escaped because of the death of Jesus Christ. He took care of that. But physically, we cannot. So he's telling us here, because of one man's offense, death reigned through the one. Then he says much more, much more than death reigning. Those who receive abundance of grace. Guess what you have today? You have abundance of grace. You may not recognize it, but that's the truth. You got it. Not those who are going to have. If you are saved, you have abundance of grace from God directed towards your life. You are not ordinary. You're not ordinary. You came, you were born from above. Born again means born from above. You are from above. You, you are a citizen of heaven. You, are, you already have eternal life. You are not going to have eternal life. The Bible says, he who believes have eternal life. You already have it. You are from over there. And the Bible says, he who is from above is above all. And that's who you are. So he's telling us here, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness. Every one of you here tonight, you're righteous before God. It's not by works of righteousness or works of the law. It's a gift. Those who receive the gift of righteousness... You receive that gift through Jesus Christ. And there is something to it. This is not an ordinary gift. This is a gift that has so much attached to it. You can read in Isaiah 54, verse 17, No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against me in judgment, he says, Thou shalt condemn. He says, This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, said the Lord. The reason why no weapon will work, that's formed against you will work is because you got his righteousness. So those who have received abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life, not in the life to come. Here, just like David reigned, you reign in life. And that's what's going to be your portion this 2015 in Jesus' name. So shall it be. So shall it be. It's up to you according to your faith. Why we don't look to the things that we see with our eyes. 
but we look to the things that we don't see. Sometimes you see Christians doubting, they want to make the calculation by what they know. The things they see with their eyes. And if it doesn't make sense in the natural, they can't believe it. You're missing a lot. And when you do that, what most of the time you're dealing with fear. But you have to understand, and I said it often, the only thing I need to persuade myself about is I know there is a God. That's all I need. If there is no God, this is all a joke. But if there is a God and I'm lined up with Him, things are going to get better. How? I don't know. He knows. But He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. My life is tied to His honor. Hello, please don't answer the phone. (laughs) My life and what happens to me He's tied to his name. He leads me in the paths. So righteousness has paths. And those paths are good paths. And you will walk in the paths of righteousness next year so that he'll prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. And even though you may walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you don't have any reason to be afraid of anything because he is with you. And then he prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies. And all they can do is watch you as you enjoy your table of the Lord. That's what God's going to do for us. You have received the gift of righteousness so that you reign in life through one Jesus Christ. You know, God is so faithful. We haven't even entered the year and I'm already hearing stuff. I shared some with Angela today. I'm hearing stuff that are mind-blowing. Uh, where's my son? I want to brag. He got accepted into medical school. Oh, yes. Oh, my dear. It's funny because uh, uh, sometimes we have to be very careful what we hear. People mean well. And uh, I don't think that would rest. But something was said negatively to, to him that I'm sure shook him. But I've been praying about this. I just came in and said, he said this, somebody said, he, oh, wow, he may never guess. That's never going to happen. He's going to get into it. And never consider it anymore. He's getting into it. There is, who is that devil is going to stand in his way? There is a God. And the, God, the same God that we serve, He has already told me in Isaiah 54, He says, All your children shall be taught of the Lord. I saw that scripture and I said, That's for me. When God teaches my kids, they're going to be smart. Hello, don't answer the phone, but they're going to be, they're going to be smart. And that's for your children as well. All of them will do well in the name of Jesus. Not only the children of pastor, all of our children are going to do well. If they need something, they'll get it. Just don't entertain fear. Don't look at the circumstances before your eyes. Abraham didn't consider his somebody dead. That's God saying, I want you to walk like Abraham. Because you are Abraham's seed. Walk like Abraham on the earth. And I'll fulfill my covenant with you. Because Abraham is no longer here in person. But you are the Abraham of your day. And you go through the same difficulties. And the same situations of doubt. And confusion, but you stand with your God because you have a covenant with Him. This is a powerful covenant sealed with the blood of God Himself. Who can go against that? So you stand in God and have confidence in life. 
We only have one life to live. And I'm thanking God. I know Jesus. He's, he's, he is my hiding place. He is my rock. And I got nothing to be, to be afraid of. Jesus said, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them, I would liken that person to be a wise man who's planted his house on the rock. And all of these things will come. The wind and all of that beat on that house. But the house will still be standing because that house is planted on the rock. Jesus himself. So you reign in life. These are not just ordinary words. So, oh, that's nice. God says we will reign. That's not what God wants you to say. That's what God wants you to say. Wow, wonderful, I'm going to reign. You know what Joseph did after he saw his dream? He told his brothers, I'm going to rule all over you kids. I'm telling you now, I'm going to be your boss. They didn't like it, but it happened. Hello? It happened. But he spoke it before it happened. Even though he went through difficult times to get there. And it seemed like the dream had died. But God resurrected it. And it happened. Until his death, his brothers feared him. They didn't fear him when they were selling him. They thought, you little one, who told you you're going to reign over us? But when the time came, they were happy to, to listen to, to the boss. And God has made you the boss in Jesus' name. Amen? You are. 2015 is going to be the year of coming out of captivity. God's going to give you so much knowledge of himself. At the ark, for everyone, every family at the ark, we are coming out of captivity because God's going to be revealing his son so much to us. The Bible tell you, tells us, Isaiah 5 verse 13, it says, My people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. God's going to take that away from us at the Ark Fellowship in 2015. And He's going to increase in this place the knowledge of the Lord. Say it with me. The knowledge of the Lord. The knowledge of the way of the Lord. The knowledge of the way of the Lord. God has ways. God's going to increase that in our, in our church so that we won't have that. No captivity. You're walking out of your captivity. You're walking out of your captivity. It says in Psalm 126, from verse 1, I'll go through 3. It says, when the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. That's the title of the message. What is he saying? When the Lord restored the fortunes of the people of Zion, Zion means the church, the house of God, the people of God. When God restored the fortunes of the people of Zion, we were like those who dream. We were like, this is a dream. What's happening to us? We've come out of captivity and look, everything is being restored. We were dazed. In wonder of what God was doing to us. We were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter. God will cause you to laugh throughout 2015. You will be so amazed you can't stop laughing. Then our tongue was 
filled with singing. Our tongue will sing it. You will sing through 2015 in the name of Jesus. Whatever is coming against your life that's causing you to be sad, that's holding you back, that's going away from your life, is going to disappear. I speak it by prophecy, by the word of God, by the power of the name of Jesus. That thing is going to be broken out of your life so that you begin to live the abundant life that Jesus came to deliver to us. And it's ours. He's our inheritance. And we have we got nothing to fear. We were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue filled with singing. You will even sing in the shower. Amen. We'll be singing. But not only that, the people will notice. Those around you, your family members, extended family members, they will notice what God's going to do in your life. And what God's going to be doing in your life in 2015. They will be talking about it. They noticed it. He says, then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. And you will be saying it, the Lord has done great things for us. The Lord has done great things for us. You will come out of the captivity of never having enough. Can I hear an amen? So do what you want to do. That's a captivity, never having enough. I like to do it. I have some, but I don't have enough. We're coming out of that land in the name of Jesus into a land that's flowing with milk and honey in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we're not just speaking words because the Bible says, decree a thing and it shall be established. God says his servant should decree and he will establish it because God watches over his word to establish it. To confirm his word. So we are coming, uh, coming out of that land of never having enough to do what we really want to do. What God is giving to us as an assignment. God's going to give that to us. We are going to be coming out of the captivity of loneliness. Feeling alone. Whatever the cause of that thing is going to be broken in 2015 in the name of Jesus. You'll never feel alone because Jesus will be with you and he'll meet every single need that you have in your life. There is no way with loneliness in our lives anymore. We're coming out of that in the name of Jesus. Can I hear an amen? amen. So shall it be. So shall it be. So shall it be. Hallelujah. We are also coming out of the land of death. So that thing can be very painful. I've been in it. When we started the ministry, I used to avoid the phone. Hello. When it rings, they're threatening me again. When are you going to pay? You owe this. That's all gone. But in one case, I told the guy, how much do I really owe you guys? It's a school loan and whatever I love. How much do I really owe you? Yours is the smallest among the world. <laughs> Yours? You'll be handing me? Yours is the, the littlest that I got. I got this other idea. If I give you this, what about this guy? I don't think they called for the next two weeks. <laughs> He's got trouble. <laughs> but God delivered. Amen? Amen. It's by a miracle. 
It's not by might. It's not by power. It's going to be by the Spirit of God in 2015. If you weren't dead, I'm telling you, God's going to do unusual things in your situation. Can I hear an amen? And you need to believe with me. The Bible says, if two shall agree concerning anything, that they shall ask on the earth. On the earth, God will do it. God will do it. We're coming out of that captivity of death. Because he's holding us back from doing what God has called us to do. So God's going to kick that out of our lives in Jesus' name in 2015. God's going to kick that out of our lives. We're not having that. We're going to come out of the captivity of bad fortune. Bad situations in our lives. Things coming at us that doesn't make sense. I'm unfortunate. I don't have this. That's never your portion. Bad situations are not going to come your way. Good fortune. That's your portion in 2015. God's going to make that available to you. All the chaos. All the confusion. All the disorder. In your life. By the power of the Holy Spirit, who is the God of order. He's going to put order in your life and in your family in the name of Jesus. If you don't have a, fam- a good family that you can call your own, there's family, then there is a living place. But if you don't have a good family that you can call your own, God's going to deliver that to you in 2015. Can I hear an amen? So shall it be. So shall it be. For every member of the Ark Fellowship, there is going to be abundance. No more chaos. We will be like those that dream. It's like a dream. You can't, you know it, but you can't believe it. I hear it. I can't believe it. Yes, that's what you'll be saying. you say it so much in 2015, it sounds like a broken record. I can't believe it. I've seen, we've seen God do things here in the past. We've seen people receive checks, $10,000 unexpected. After we declare like this, that's happened. And God's going to do that for us in multiplied portion this 2015. God's taking us somewhere. You know, God's already developing. I, I used to talk about five million years. How many remember me saying that a long time ago? We have million years. And they are, they are in the making, some of them. And there was, it's going to be in abundance. I have graduated from five. I'm looking for more. He says he wants to be one. <laughs> I think everybody here wants to be. But the thing is not about money. I had a situation. It's, the money is not the issue for me. What the issue for me? I want to see God in action. That's all, that's all that I want to see. That's God doing it. That's what gives me joy. That God confirms his word with signs following. And if you speak his word, he confirms it. He's watching over his word to perform it. So I know that's what gives me joy. It's not the money. But what God is fulfilling his covenant with his people. Because he says in his word, you know, you will have good success. 
and you'll prosper. That's what God wants. He wants his children to have good success. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall, me- you shall meditate in it day and night that you will make your way prosperous and then you'll have good success. So God wants all of his children to be prosperous and he wants us to have good success. We just don't think that way, but we should be thinking that way. Difficulties are there to help us know the way and the ways of the Lord. Otherwise, we won't know how it works. On Sunday, I was saying to us, there's always the birth of a vision and the seeming death of the vision, and God resurrects it. And you can see it from Genesis all the way down to Revelation. Paul had a a vision. He wanted to be one of the top guys in, in Israel. God put that there. But he was going at it the wrong way. When Jesus met him on his way to Damascus, that was the death of that thing. It was gone. And Paul later said, I consider it dung. That's what he said. He died. But then there was a resurrection. And the end was better than the first. What he was dreaming of, that's not what he got. We're still talking about Paul. And history is telling us this is probably the most influential man Apart from Jesus that's ever lived. Moses had the same thing. He thought he was a deliverer. He knew he was. But then he lost it. And the prince was now tending goats in the desert. That's the death. A prince from the greatest kingdom on earth. Now in the desert. Taking care of goats and sheep. How low can you get? He has forgotten about being a deliverer for his people. But then God came in and showed him a burning bush. Amen? And God's going to give you your burning bush in 2015 in Jesus' name to resurrect the dream that's been dying in your heart that you think can never happen anymore. God's going to resurrect that and God's going to make you great. In 2015. That's what he told Abraham. I will make your name great. Follow me. That's what he told Abraham. Come from your father's house to a place and I'll show you. And I'll make your name great. And we have to speak these things. Because if you don't speak it. And you don't believe it. When it happens. You will think it's just by happens chance. It just happened. No. You'll be speaking it. You've been speaking it. I remember when Tuju had this problem, my sister-in-law, very smart lady, a doctor, pediatrician, one of the top in the area where she lives in Iowa, well known in that area. She was educating me in my home. She sat there, she was educating me and telling me, you know, your son and everything. They'd already called us that he was going to be mentally retarded. And she's smart. I knew she was smart. And she told me, this is what's going to happen. And I told her, that's not going to happen to my son. And I can tell the, she didn't like it. She's, she knows what she was talking about. So I, I knew that, and I don't want to offend. You don't want to offend your sister-in-law, okay? <laughs> so I said, now, Lizzie, this was 1997. I said, the problem we told you, I dealt with it in 1987. 
And she looked at me. You knew about this in 1987? I told her, there are witnesses. You can call them in Georgia. They'll tell you I talked about this kind of type of issue. And I've dealt with it with my God. And this is going nowhere. And I could tell that brought peace to her. And when, when they, they opened to you up and the doctors brought us the word, Angela said, call, call uh, my sister. And I told her this is what they said. And she was quiet for a while. I can never forget it. She said to me, it's just like what you said. Just like what you said. Because God will not, he watches over his word to perform it. It's when we go back and forth and we're double-minded, we don't believe these things. The Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his way. Let not that man think he'll ever receive anything from God. The major problem is being double-minded. Why are we double-minded? We believe God's word, that's one part, but then we see what we know in the natural and what the doctor is telling us. And what our pocketbook is telling us. And what's happening to our business. And we conclude, today I believe God. Ah, tomorrow I'm sad. And God says, I can't walk with this fellow. He's too flaky. We need to stand firm. Just like Abraham did. Who hoped against hope. He believed against hope. That's where we need to stand. And that's why we're saying today, we're coming out of, out of captivity, and we're going to be dreaming. Amen? We're going to be living in our dreams. And it's good that we are in the house of God today. I believe that I'm going to see this in this coming year. It's going to be a, a, a super year for the Ark Fellowship. Tighten your seatbelt. We are about to be launched. Amen? In the name of Jesus. I'm not saying it in my own power, but I'm saying it in the power of the Holy Spirit, the God of the universe, who is hearing us, what we're doing here tonight before Him as we are going into the new year. He is here with us. He said to us, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. And everything that I'm saying to you tonight, He's listening, He is the Lord, and He said there is nothing too hard for the Lord. He says, if you believe it, I can do it. He says, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or even imagine. And what I'm doing tonight is thinking and imagining and speaking and asking. And God's going to fulfill it in your life in 2015. No doubt about it. Even if you don't want it, it's too late. You heard it. It's too late. God's going to bless you. Can I hear an amen? It's going to be an unusual year of favor. You won't understand it. It is the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes. That's what we need to do. We need to understand that. It's the Lord's doing. So great things are going to be done in your life this coming year. God's already done that. But let me share with God there is a part that belongs to him and there is your part there is your part that you need to do what you need to be aware of it's amazing in this scripture in Psalm 126 it talked about the dream and that God has brought them out of captivity from verse 1 to 3 but beginning from verse 4 he goes back to the same thing as if nothing has ever happened 
He says, bring back our captivity. What he's saying? Restore our fortune. That's what he's saying. He already said God has restored their fortune. They were like those that dream. And then they went back and said again, bring back our fortune. Restore our fortune. Bring back our captivity, O Lord, as the stream of the south. That's the stream of the Negev, the stream that goes through the desert, so that you have lost vegetation in the desert. That's what he was saying. Lost vegetation in the desert, like the streams in the south that flow into the desert that brings this lost vegetation. That's what they were crying out. But they already said God has restored them. But now they are crying out again to God and said, Restore our fortune, O Lord, as the streams of the south. And then he tells you how this is going to be done. That's where the trouble is with the church. Most people will not do, go, go there. You want to live your dream? Look at what it says. Those who sow in tears shall reap with joy. You want God to bring back your fortune? Sow. You need to learn to sow. You may not receive. Let me tell you. Before you can plant, there are some crops that you can plant. And this next year you have the fruit. But some take, it'll take a lot of time. And usually the ones that will really yield much fruit and blessing in your life, for many years you don't see much. Until the day of harvest. And then your life is transformed. We need to understand that. Some people hold back too much. And then in, this, in, in, in Proverbs it says some people hold back more than is meat. And it tends to the other direction. But if you want to live your dream, you need to learn to sow. I, when I read this scripture, I said, why did you put sowing here? I thought we were talking about living our dream and coming out of our captivity. What has that got to do with sowing? Because sowing is what really launches you into that fortune, good fortune that comes from the Lord. It's sowing. He says, those who sow in tears, sowing is hard work. Sowing is work. Sowing is work. And it's the, in the New Testament, it's giving. It's real work. And I didn't complete the message as I was teaching on Wednesday night, but you will find that God doesn't expect you to prosper through your work. He uses your work to give you seed. Read the scriptures. Yes, you are blessed. Is that where you want to be? But if you really want to go farther than what your mind can imagine, you need to learn this principle. A lot of Christians hesitate. And I know who is doing it. The devil doesn't want you to get where God wants you to go. So he keeps putting fear of failure, fear of poverty in your heart, even though you have much. I heard the words today, Jesus, the, the people who are wealthy are the most stingy people. Because he puts that fear in them that they will lose everything. They don't let it go. And so they, no, they never really reach out. But if, those, if you lose that fear, it's some great things will happen. You, many of you, I, I follow these things because you have to look. I, I have a science, scientific mind, so I follow things. There was a year Warren Buffett, he gave uh, Bill Gates one billion dollars 
And everybody was complaining. How would you get Bill Gates too rich? Why would you give Bill Gates? He's richer than you are, and you're giving him one billion? I read about that, and I thought, wow. You could have given the money to the poor. You gave it to Bill Gates. And they questioned him, and he said, well, I could give this thing to charity, but then a good bit of the money will go to taking care of salaries and all of that. But he already has everything formed. In his, he got everything in place. So they don't have to do anything, restructure, hire people. Everything is in place. So the money goes to do what he was doing. He resisted people talking to him. Guess who was the richest man the following year? Angela and I followed this thing. The richest man, according to what you call Forbes magazine or something, the following year, the richest was was Warren Buffett. I was shocked. He just gave a billion away. Now he's richer than the one he gave the money to. This doesn't make sense. But you see, these are principles, spiritual principles, principles that we should understand that God's given to believers. But they don't want to hear it because they believe the church taking their money. <laughs> You're holding yourself back. This is the principle. My people go into captivity for lack of knowledge. Because if they really understand, they'll give. And the, the, when you give your best, you really move God. You see, when Abraham, God wants that thing that you got that is precious to you. He wants you to give it away. He told the young rich ruler, you know what he told that fellow? He said, sell everything you got. And give it to the point. Come and follow me. That didn't look like a good deal. You mean sell everything and give to the poor and be penniless and come and follow you, a carpenter? But that was what Jesus, he was giving him the best. As far as God was concerned, you can't beat the deal I'm giving to you. But he didn't understand it. He lost out. He didn't, he didn't get it. He went away sorrowful. I'm sure that man, I I hope he made it to heaven. But if he didn't, he'll have regret through eternity. Every time he thinks about Jesus, he says, "I, I had opportunity, I lost it. Why? Because a few dollars? That's what it takes. Sowing. So he says, those who sow in tears... If it's not hurting you yet, you haven't done much. And I see Christians struggling. You're hurting yourself. I don't argue with people about giving. I just leave you to yourself. You and God, let Him deal with you. But you're really hurting yourself. No matter where you are in life, you're hurting yourself when you hold them back. But if you want God to restore your real, genuine fortune, you, you're so. But sowing is not fun. He says, those who sow in tears, to let go of that is not fun. I heard a preacher say, every time I give these thousands away, I sit back in home and I'm thinking, oh, God, this better be you because... uh, And then everything comes back. Everything comes back. These words work. I heard this preacher say this, and it's in the scripture. I've taught it here. When Jesus said, take care of your mother and your father. And he's very wealthy. He said, after this, God just gave him something, wrote a simple song. And he thought it was, what kind of idea? And that just money just kept coming in. But he said, 
in my father's house, I tell you the truth, among all my father's children, I'm the wisest in the home. And everybody was saying, why? He says, because I take care of my parents very well. No, my brothers and sisters didn't get that. I, I got that wisdom. And then he quoted the scripture where Jesus said it. And so he knew that and he's been practicing it. Guess what? God's blessed him. I'm sure he has a jet. Oh yeah, I'm not kidding you. He knew the source. He knew the source. Scriptures don't lie. Scriptures don't lie. But we have to live it out. And in 2015, God's going to give you the grace to live it out. Amen? God's going to open your heart so that you are not afraid to let go. So that God will place you in a place that will be a dream for you. It's a dream for you. God will do that for you. God's going to make that happen. He says, those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. He who continually goes forth. Notice, not sometimes. That's what's wrong with people. They get excited and they'll give. And when a preacher comes and they are not excited, and the preacher is talking about money, say, yeah, I know, he wants my money. <laughs> and they hold back. But he who continually goes forth weeping, because this is not from bearing seed for sowing. Bearing seed for sowing shall doubtless come again with rejoicing. These are scriptures from the Lord that I want to present to you today. Our church is well met sometimes. Because I'm comfortable to speak of this in our church because our needs have been met. God's taking care of our church from day one. So I, it doesn't bother me and I can speak from the heart because God is commanded. Paul said in Acts, I never held back anything that was profitable to you. I showed you everything. Regardless of how you felt about me, I gave you what I saw, what was the truth. So I don't hold back. This is very important for us because God's launching us into another place. And so this truth must be spoken and we can hear the word of God. So it tells us, he who continually goes forth weeping. Bearing seed for sowing shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. So, sowing is hard work. Tears involved. And so when God's dealing with a person, the main thing God's doing is providing for you so that you can sow. But most people eat their seed. They don't sow it. God doesn't want you to, to not eat. But he wants a good bit of it to be sown. It's hard work. Sowing, giving is hard work. Especially when you feel you don't have much. That's when it's really hard to do. But that's when you really need to do it. Because when you do that, what you're saying, God, my confidence is in you. Not in what I got. And that's all he was looking for. 
And once that is, he pours it out on you. It's hard work. Let me read this scripture to you. Second Corinthians chapter 9, 6 through 7. It says, But this I say, He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. So this is hard work. It's hard to go planting, you know, so you just want to plant just enough because it's hard work, right? But sowing is giving. If you sow, and you read the scripture, he's talking about giving. So God's saying to us, and he won't lie to us, if you hold back with regards to giving, you, you will get something back, but you only get in proportion to what you let go. But if you let go in tears, even though it's painful, but you're not willing to consider it because you know you are giving to help God's work or somebody, God's going to give it back to you. Even in the Old Testament, God says when you give to the poor, you are actually loaning money to God. And He'll pay back with good interest. Amen. God's not going to owe anybody anything. You can't go back to God and say, God, you know, I gave you this money, but you didn't pay back. And, and I have some interest. No. He's going, to take, he's going to take care of you. So, but this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. So, you determine your destiny based on your sowing. He's not telling you how much. My bountiful giving or sowing might be different from yours. But if scriptural laws are, are, are what it is, you get something back. The one who had five talents invested the five talents, right? And got back how many talents? Five more. The one who invested two got what? Two more. The one who didn't sow at all but buried it, <laughs> he got nothing. And guess what happened? They took what he got from him and gave to the guy who had five. And Jesus said, if you have, you'll get more. But those who don't have, even those that what they have is going to be taken away from them. Why? Because they didn't let it go. They didn't sow it. Jesus himself used himself as an example. He said, Except a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, he abides alone. He's giving us a spiritual principle. As long as you hold on to it, you are alone. That's all you got. But if you let it go and let it die, you may cry over it for a while, but you're coming back with rejoicing because it's going, you're going to reap abundance of fruit in the future. These things are not easy, but it takes the grace of God to let go. It takes the grace of God. When you find yourself struggling in this area, you're going to have a lot of fear. And you may not realize it, that fear is going to be realized someday. I don't care how much you got. Job had a lot. Remember? He lost everything. Why? Because of fear. Everything was gone. And then God trained him and brought him back up. We have to understand, the reason why we hold back is fear. And what's happening is when you're afraid... It's because you have made money your God. That's your source. But money can never be your source. God should be your source. So we should give back to God. So this is hard work. This is really hard work. And God wants everybody to sow. How many, body, how many people realize God really wants you to work? 
And he says, he who doesn't work, let him not eat. You know that scripture? So the next time you see this guy who, is, who doesn't go to work and he's trying to take, I mean, eat his steak, please take it away from him and tell him you're not going to eat because you don't work, okay? And if he says, why? Show him the scripture. He who doesn't work should not eat. Now, please don't do that. <laughs> but sowing is hard work. But God wants everyone to work. The Bible says, He who stole, let him steal no more. But let him walk with his hands, doing that which is good. That he may have to give, not to make a living. If you are stealing, God says, go and work, so not so you can stop stealing, but so that you have to give. Because it's your giving that prospers your life. He's the giving. So God wants you to give. That's hard work. He who continually goes forth, weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing in the fruit. And I'm going to close with this in Second Corinthians chapter 9. Verse 10 and 11. He says, God is the one. And I'm reading from New Century Version. God is the one. Who is the one? God is the one who gives seeds to the farmer or sower. God is the one who gives you seed. And if you read everything in context, God is the one that puts some money in your hand so you can give it away. That's what he's saying. God is the one who gives seed to the farmer and bread for food. Why seed to the farmer and bread for food? In other words, he gives you seed to sow, but with the seed is given to you, a portion of that is meant for your bread. You're not supposed to sow everything that he's given to you. You can eat part of it, but he wants you to sow part of it. Don't eat all of your seed. That's what he's saying. He provides bread for food. He will give you all the seed you need. So if you want to sow more, God will bring more into your hands so you can sow more. But if you are eating all of your seed, God says, this man is selfish and I'm not giving him anything because he doesn't sow. God gives seed because he's looking for sowers. And that's what's going to bring our good fortune. When God brought back our good fortune, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter. And our tongue was singing. Then they were saying, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. Wherein we are glad. We are glad about that. But then, bring back our captivity. Or bring back our fortune. As in the streams in the desert. That's what he's saying. It says, He will give you all the seed you need. Who is to need the seed? God. You. Why do you need the seed? Because you want to sow. If you want to give, and you're bent on giving, 
God will keep giving you the seed. Every time you hold back, you have a bottleneck. And every time you open it up and say, God, because God is your source, God will bring that. And so God's going to give us the grace. Paul told the Corinthians, he says, I want you to excel in this grace of giving. I want you to also, you excel in other things, in spiritual things, but I want you to excel also in this grace of giving. God shall supply all of your needs according to His riches in glory. But first they gave. And then Paul said, you were the ones, you alone gave. So my God will supply your need. We like to quote that scripture, but we don't look at what was there before that. And so that's what he's saying here. He says, He will make you rich. God will make you rich in every way so that you can always, what? Give freely. You don't hesitate. You can always give freely. And you're giving and you're giving through us as you give to the ministry through us cause many to give thanks to God. Guess what it hap- what is it what is it talking about? You give to the work of God, they go out and share the gospel, people receive Christ, they are taught and they grow in their life and they're happy and they are thankful. And it was because you gave. How shall they preach unless they be sent? Is that not what the scripture said? Sending means you provided the fund for the ministry. But nobody can outgive God. Nobody can outgive God. So many will give thanks because you gave. Many will give thanks because you gave. Today, based on what we did, I don't know how long ago, but we have this television program now in Nigeria, and you, we saw some of the videos. We had this lady that was supposed to die this month, and she's alive well. Whereas she's, you heard from the testimony, she had lost so much weight, spent about three million naira trying to treat herself, and then she heard about about what we're doing here, and she's healed today. She's put on weight now. She's doing well. Why? Somebody gave. You gave. Now she's alive. And she's doing well with our children. Things have been reversed. Money can't buy something like that. And when you do that in the name of the Lord, He remembers. And everything that you do, heaven writes. God's writing everything that we do for reward. Not only in this life, Jesus said, Matthew 19, not only in this life. But in the world to come. He says you will give everything that you give. If you leave, left houses, lands, whatever, for my name, for the kingdom, and for my name's sake. He said you will get all of that and then eternal life. So giving is what's going to bring the dream to pass. So we're going to get our hearts ready to give to God's work this coming year without hesitation. Because God's going to bless us. This is going to be... That desert with the streams running all over so that you have a lush vegetation. 
God's going to bless our people with millions this coming year. And I've already, God, it's like God was comforting me today by bringing somebody to share with me that millions are on their way. And I told her, I don't need to pray. This is just God telling me this money is coming to you. And I'm happy for you. And I made it clear, I don't care about the money. I just, I'm happy because what I'm speaking to the congregation, God's confirming it. And at all that was happening, God was comforting me. I'm doing what you're telling them. And I'm happy with that. But I'm telling you this today so that you start getting into the boat. Or put it the other way, step out of the boat and start walking on water. It's kind of hard. But if you do this, to try it, if it will hold your weight... You never walk. You're never coming out of that boat. You stay in there. But step out of the boat and start walking by faith and see what God would do for us. At the close of 2015, this ministry would have grown by the power of the Holy Spirit through you and through what's happening here. There's going to be a lot of ministry going on here at the Ark Fellowship. We're going to be going closing because we're getting close to. Uh, 2015 and I can't wait because everything that was bad this 2014 we're leaving all of those behind amen and we are pressing forward right now we're even counting the minutes as we're getting closer and closer to this good fortune that's coming to us by God's blessings this next year we will be walking in a dream amen we will be living in a dream every family in the earth fellowship because the Bible says through you every family on the earth shall be blessed how many have a family here you got a family can you say blessed family Yes, your family is blessed. You just spoke God's word. Amen? Because your family is going to be blessed this year. Expect the blessings of God. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's not by your good work. It's God. It's not of Him who runs. It's not of Him who wills. But God who shows mercy. And God is a merciful God. Amen? And His mercy endures forever. You heard that before? His mercies endure forever. Another scripture. His mercies are new every morning. So when you wake up in the morning, I got new mercies. Hallelujah. It's new. I feel it. He awakens me morning by morning. I got new mercies every morning. I'm telling you now, you don't need to think anything negative this coming year. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what you can ask. Basically, if you can ask it, God says, is that all you got? I can beat that. And you say, God, I got this great imagination of great success. God says, is that what you got? I can beat that. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or even imagine. But keynote, don't ever entertain discouragement. Don't listen to people. Don't. Because they're negative stuff. They're looking at, and they mean well. They're telling you what they see with their natural eyes and what they believe in, based on what they see in their natural analysis. 
I don't want the analysis. I want his analysis. And this is what we're going to live by. How many say amen to that? So shall it be. Stand up with me tonight because we're going to be making declaration tonight. Amen. We're going to be praying tonight. We're going to be declaring tonight in Jesus' name. We're going to be praying and declaring. Now, there's a way to pray where you're asking God, but then there is a way where you are declaring, and that's prayer. You are declaring. You know, that's prayer. We're going to be doing that tonight. I'm going to call, in, call on a few people, and we're going to be agreeing with them. Uh, we have some trusted hands here. Pastor Roy, I need you to come and pray great prosperity upon the Ark Fellowship. Okay? Yes. Pray great prosperity upon the people of the Ark Fellowship. God, we just thank you that you have given us power to get wealth, Lord. Yes. Lord, that it's in your covenant, Lord, that we can uh, receive that power. And Father, we go into 2015, receive that, when we receive that power to get wealthy, that you may establish your covenant, God, in the earth. We say that the Ark Fellowship, every member, every person that's a member of the Ark Fellowship, Lord, will prosper and be in health even as their soul prospers. Abundance is our portion. Great grace is our portion. Yes, Lord. Power to get wealth is our portion. Amen. Amen. Our God is the supplier of all our needs. The Lord is our shepherd, but we shall not want Amen. for any good thing, Lord, because you are our shepherd. And God, we just give you praise and glory, Lord, as we enter in to the fullness of your covenant, to the fullness of your inheritance, Lord. Every person, every member, the Ark Fellowship, Lord, will go to a new level yes, of God. blessing. Yes, Lord. And power yes, Lord. because of your grace, Lord. Yes, Lord. Because of your great grace, Lord. Because of your will, yes, Lord, Lord. That your people be mighty upon the earth, Lord. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we just receive that tonight. We receive that revelation tonight. We receive your grace tonight. We receive the blessing of Abraham in abundance tonight. We receive the manifestation of it in 2015. Each and every one of us, Lord. Like we've never received it before. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to make you say some things. We're going to pray. Um, say that with me. Say this with me. I'm not going to be sickly through 2015. No more sickness. I'm coming out of the captivity of being sick. And constantly sick in 2015. I have power over cancer, over allergies, over every sickness, and over every disease. I will not accept sickness in my body. My body is too hot for any disease, for any sickness. By His stripes, I am healed. And in 2015, I have great health. I have great health in Jesus' name. Say with me, in 2015, 
I'm coming out of debt. I'm coming out of debt. Now, if you are in that place, really say it like you mean it, okay? So, if you are in debt, say that with me. In 2015, I'm coming out of debt. All of my debt's going to be paid off. God, you will do a miracle for me. I will no longer be in debt. I divorce myself from being in debt. I'm free in the name of Jesus. No more loneliness. No more depression. No more confusion. No more chaos in my home. No more chaos in my finances. In the name of Jesus, I am free. I am free. I have the job that I want. Just the one that I want. Nobody's going to take it away from me. It's my job. God gave it to me. I got the best job. Amen. Now high five somebody close by. We're not through yet. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, 2015, say with me, it's going to be a year of laughter and a year of singing. Just like with Sarah and with Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist. You will laugh and laugh and laugh. Say it, I will laugh and laugh and laugh. It's like a year of dreams. Amen. Now, I'm telling you, this sounds like stupidity, okay? (laughs) But know what the scripture says. God takes the foolish things of the earth and he confounds the wise. It seems like we're doing something that doesn't make sense. But you watch what the Holy Spirit is going to do for us. There's going to be a lot of miracles in this year, coming year. There's going to be a lot of miracles happening in our lives. We're coming out of debt. We are going to be free. No more holding back and giving to the work of God and to one another, those who are hurting. God's going to free you. Whatever that is that's holding you back, that's your enemy. Your greatest enemy is the one that's holding you back. God's going to free us from that so that we can give freely to the people of God. Amen. Good fortune will be your portion this coming year. And whatever you need, that thing that is most important in your life that you say, this is the one thing that I need from God. God, I need you to do this for me. We have that in our lives. And I know, I witness in my spirit that there are many here today, standing before me and those that are not here, you have your mind, if God, if you can only do this thing for me, that will be great, God. Many of us think that. But I want to be in agreement with you today. That by God's mercy and by God's grace, that's going to be your portion this 2015. You will know how it comes. You may not even recognize it, recognize it when it's approaching you. But it's going to happen. This God that I serve, this God that you serve, He is a faithful God. Even when we are unfaithful, He remains faithful to us. 
And God will be faithful to you this coming year. Amen? So shall it be. He will be faithful to you this coming year. You may not see it coming. But I'm telling you right now, the Lord God is dispatching his angels. And he's coming your way. He's going to come into your life. It's good to know God. Say with me, you are my only hope. That's who I, you are the only one I rely on. I can't trust anything else. I can't trust anybody. Just you, God. Just you, God. It's just between me and you. I have my trust in no one else but you, God. And I know that you are faithful. I know you are a good God. I know you are for me. And not against me. You will always be for me. Because you have promised me. You will never leave me. You will never forsake me. Amen. If you are feeling forsaken. You need to ask God for forgiveness tonight. If there's anything that's happening in your life that make you, makes you think maybe God hasn't paid attention, that's an insult to him. Ask, him. ask for his mercy tonight. And that will please him. And that will move his right hand, his powerful right hand, so that he'll begin to work. I have no doubt in my mind that this coming year I will be saying unusual things in the church here. And in the church in Calvert, I speak blessings upon the people of Calvert. That church is going to grow like crazy this coming year. Things are going to happen in Calvert that we didn't even imagine. I believe that's going to happen. Now, for our ministry, television ministry around the world, by the grace of God, we are reaching now 52 nations in the world. God's going, we're going to be hearing unusual things happening through our ministry here together. God takes the foolish things, the small things, and He uses it. So when the people hear this, is, we know this is the finger of God. You know, you heard that scripture. This is the finger of God. That's what is going to be. Amen. Our musicians, please come. And we're going to be singing glory to God. We got about 10 minutes, I think. How many minutes we got? 10 minutes. Good. We're going to be singing. Remember what we said? When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. So we're going to be singing unto the Lord tonight as we welcome the new year. It's going to be a great year. Say that with me. It's going to be a great year for me. It's going to be a great year for my family. It's going to be a great year. Thank you. Where are all our musicians? Please help us.
Holy. So we know we're free. Amen. So we'll sing about freedom. Oh 